1: I'm learning. Uh, we have quite a delay in our recording versus airing. What you, what is our average delay? A Week, two weeks?
0: Well, it is currently the twenty fourth, Thursday, the twenty fourth, and this episode is going to drop, drop. on the thirtieth. So six days. Oh, that's six, nothing. Seven days. Oh, it must have except been when, when we you traveled. go on vacation. Yeah,
1: okay. Because I had a lot of people who were like, "Hey, you know, good luck in the race." When I had already run, came back, it was over. Uh, so I was like, uh. Yeah, it's already happened. Yeah, it's because you don't look
0: at the spreadsheet and go, oh, hey, it's 4th of July. We have a spreadsheet? Yeah,
1: it's okay. <laughs> okay, uh, housekeeping odds and ends. Um, let's see. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> DIY.money is Insta. Follow us
0: on social. Check out the tribe. Oh, Check out Insta. Oh,
1: we got, I did an interview uh, with a van van life guy. I think so. It's on. It's on our YouTube channel. Cool. Um it is awesome. Awesome. He was he zoomed from a from a uh parking lot in his van. What parking lot? Uh someplace in North Carolina, some like welcome center or something that had That's had, cool. Yeah, it was not awesome. Walmart. No, but he had probably been there the day before. Sure. So it was just a great it was a great discussion. Do we um, follow him on Insta? I don't have an Insta. Most so van people have installs. He does. He does. We'll put that out there. I'm. I should have prepared. I didn't have this. I'll have that prepared for next time, like <laughs> two weeks from now. <laughs> All right, let's go. That was awesome. That was awesome. We're gonna do more of that stuff. We've got a couple of things coming up <laughs> uh, with interviews and stuff. We're just. It's a lot of fun. But let's get right to our question today because we got a good one. Is which one is this? This is from Anna. And she's from. Anna? All right, whatever. Anna, what do you got? Well, I thought you were going to give me some background here. I got nothing. Nothing. Anna, what do you got? D-I-Y!
2: Hi, my question is around company RSUs. I'm blessed to work for a company who offered RSUs upon hire, but also minimal amounts annually. The initial chunk of RSUs, once vested and with a large growth, I sold those and put them into a savings account. So I have about one and a half years' salary, just as a nest egg, strictly from RSUs. My question is around the remaining RSUs. Half are now vested, and the other half will vest over two years. My current approach is ignore them, hope for the best, and ride out the market. This has done very well for me to date, and I have high confidence in my company as well as the industry. But I'm concerned that this approach may not be the best, most strategic decision. I'm not a risk taker, I hate gambling, and I'm responsible for two children. So my goal is thinking of them in eight to ten years for education, first home, etc. Taking it out and putting it into savings seems silly when it's continuing to grow steadily and right in the market, but I also don't want to ignore a decent amount of money if it could be safely and strategically growing in other ways. Background on me uh, my car is paid off, home mortgage has a low interest rate, no debt, no loans. I max out my HSA contribution. 401k, I do an 8% contribution with a 50% company match. Um, I take financial stewardship seriously, but I'm a little overwhelmed uh, at the blessings I've been given. Thank you for in advance for your knowledge. I don't take it lightly and appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Anna, you're unbelievable.
1: Holy cow. She rocks. She rocks, Anna. I mean, all the things you said are so DIY, just lovely. I mean, she, unbelievable. So I want to talk about some qualitative things. I'm going to give my two cents on your actual question, and then I'll let Daniel uh, expand on whatever he wants to expand on. So first of all, qualitatively, your approach to your financial future is admirable. I applaud you. You are going to do fantastic. I love that you are viewing this from the lens of your future generations. I love that you view this as a blessing, which means you are required to be a good steward of the resources that you have, which you are being. It is fantastic. There's one thing in your uh, discussion I do not like, and it is the correlation with the stock market and your view of gambling. I don't like that because if you approach it as you have with your company stock, it is investing in businesses that are working on your behalf. That is totally different than you waking up and saying, oh, I'm going to buy this stock and in next month or two years or two days i'm gonna flip it and make some money that's speculating that's gambling we talked about this in in our boot camp recently that some people do that some people do it very successfully it's not necessarily a quote bad thing but it is a personality thing and it's something that has to be strategically placed within your overall financial picture that's not you it doesn't have to be you never has to be you so I want you to remove that from your, from your uh, language. I also want to challenge you because you said you take it very seriously. Awesome. I believe you. To begin to educate yourself more about the world of investing. Educate yourself more about the fundamental uh, process of investing. And I'm going to give you two little tidbits that I would encourage you to digest um, they're not exciting reads, but I think they will help you a great deal. Uh, and they're both in the Warren Buffett type camp. One is his annual shareholder letters. You can literally go to BerkshireHathaway.com. You can uh, go all the way back, I believe, to the 50s, and you can click and you can read every annual letter. Uh, normally, corporate uh, publicly traded company annual letters are as, about as exciting as, you know, Bueller. 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 They're terrible. Um, his are not. His are infused with wonderful education about investing, about blocking out the, the the noise which insinuates the gambling and speculation and all the rest of that nonsense. I really encourage you uh, to check that out. The second thing is, in my personal opinion, and this will get – a little bit more into the weeds, but again, I think you're ready for this. I think you're ready for this next step, Anna, and that is to purchase, I have no benefit from this whatsoever, uh, a book that was written by his daughter called uh, Buffetology. And Buffetology was written by Mary Buffett. It is a deep look into his investment process. It is not infused with ridiculous calculations that are very difficult to comprehend. I think if you begin to educate yourself more about fundamental investing, this idea of uh, speculative gambling will just sort of dissipate. It will go away. All right. Go to the quantitative. In my personal opinion, no one is going to know. Uh, anything better or more about the future of the business you're working in than you. I think investing in your own company is extremely wise, especially when it's given to you. So, RSUs um, are are basically stock that is uh, restricted. It comes over. Uh, it is It is a benefit. You are taxed once you get them. So, ultimately... Um, you have a vesting period where they come into your account, uh, you're taxed when it's vested, and then growth from there uh, obviously becomes yours, the whole thing becomes yours, and you can sell it, and you will pay tax on the gains. The only thing I would suggest, Anna, is to formulate a percentage against your overall investing portfolio that you're comfortable with Holding an individual stock in your own company. All right, I personally am in the ten percent camp. So when someone is working at a company and they get options or RSUs or something along those lines, ISOs, uh, etc., I like to advise. This is my personal opinion. I like to advise no more than ten percent of their overall investing portfolio in that company stock. Once that starts to get a little bit more than that, then, in my opinion, diversification is needed. And it's not diversification of pulling it out, putting it in a savings account. It's diversification of simply uh, selling those those stocks uh, or options and diversifying maybe in an index fund or something similar that you're doing in your 401k. That's the only piece of advice I would give you. The only thing else I would say is, don't drink the Kool-Aid. You are very uh, high on your company now, and you mentioned the industry. It sounds like you have a lot of knowledge. You're very good at your job. You, you've done very well. Uh, you have banked this amazing emergency fund. I think a little year and a half is probably a little l- much, but you know what? That's your comfort level, so it is what it is. Um, and ultimately, uh, I think at some point, your company might – uh, start to face challenges or the industry might start to face challenges do not uh, become so entrenched in the future vision and the goals and the objectives that you forget about the stock that you've accumulated don't be afraid to eventually sell and diversify those but if you keep it at a percentage and as you get older maybe that percentage drops down to you know eight seven six five whatever then you will systematically be rebalancing out of that and then reducing your risk my two cents i cannot commend you enough anna i hope your children are watching you i know they are more is caught than taught uh you are really setting uh yourself up for a generational uh uh change or or improvement or whatever enhancement on what you're already doing so bravo to you you're a great mom well i don't know if she's a great mom She's a great mom when it comes to money. But it sounds like it. Sounds like it. So far. Over to Dan now, our champion.
0: Yeah, I like everything that you uh, said. You know, 10% is a, is a good rule of thumb. I think, you know, look at whatever percent that is of your portfolio in any situation, whether that's uh, employer stock or individual stock that you're just purchasing because you're an investor. And think about, you know, what if that went down 50% or more? Are you willing to take that risk with your personal portfolio, etc? Uh, understanding that especially when it comes to individual stocks, when they go down to that level, uh, sometimes they take longer than the overall market to come back up. So it's just worth noting uh, that that is a possibility. When we're looking at people who have, you know, stock options or uh, restricted stock units, um, stock investments in their own company, what we're really looking for is the total amount of risk you're taking, which is more than just the actual position, because your paycheck also comes from that company. And so really looking at the fact that if that company were to go through turmoil or tough times, uh, you, they could potentially be doing layoffs at the same time that their stock price is going down. And so just keep that in mind uh, that you have a dual-sided risk there, which is why, uh, Quint, you kind of said you know 10% may be a good threshold for you. Uh, but if we were sitting down in a sort of a planning relationship, that's what well, we would kind of dialogue and work through. Uh, and we'd probably also dialogue through kind of why the one and a half year for your emergency fund that is kind of on, on the aggressive side. Uh, And some factors that typically go into an emergency fund are, you know, are you a single earner? Uh, And that could be, you know, even if you have a spouse, there's often single earner families Uh, that usually increases the duration of emergency fund we would want to see. We would also look at, you know, what's the nature of your position? Is it in an industry where there's a lot of turnover? Uh, And so you might go periods of time in your future where you don't have work for three, six, 12 months. Uh, some of those factors, and then as well as just your personal risk appetite. So we would probably walk through all of that. Uh, But as far as the restricted stock units, whether or not it makes sense for you from an investment standpoint, uh, it's really up to you how much you believe in the company, how much of the uh, portfolio you're willing to to risk on that. So uh, take a look at it. I mean, at 1.5 years of emergency fund in your savings, I would say you are not – quite gambling uh, even if you choose to continue to hold a uh, significant amount of those restricted stock units you still have
1: i want to just add this only because mm-hmm. we concluded week four of boot camp and we just talked about final uh bo- tying the knot of the bow. yeah and, wealth and and, and wealth i'm management, sure that, wealth development uh, i'm sure anna already has this in place but um uh, estate planning documents mm-hmm. wills trusts you know living will power of attorney etc and uh any insurance for those couple of kids to make sure that they're taken care of if something happens to Including disability. Anna. Yeah, including disability. So, there you go. Anna, awesome! You'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. Thanks so much for that question. All she did was send us an audio question. She was a female, and we have been looking for more female questions to balance out all of the male questions that we have, so she bumped to the boom, top of the list. Actually, I think it was a few weeks ago she sent it, but <laughs> nonetheless, it needed a couple females this week, so thanks so much, Anna. Uh, remember friends the secret to wealth is pretty simple live on less than you make invest the rest do so for a very long time make it a great thanks
0: for listening to this episode of the show if you want content delivered to you regularly be sure to follow us on instagram at diy.money and if you want your questions aired on the show be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card.